This is Divine by Jess Irvine, the podcast, where I share divine musings and reflections about this beautiful, messy journey called life. You are a divine human miracle, and I am so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Before we dive in, I'd just like to give you a heads up that today's conversation may briefly mention themes surrounding mental health, in particular eating disorders. If you are triggered in any way or require immediate support, please contact Lifeline on 131114 or the Butterfly Foundation for anything eating disorder or body image related on 1-800-33-4673. So much more than a body. Today is a beautiful sunny day. It's currently about midday here and I've already checked off maybe 75% of the things on my to-do list. I've meditated, moved my body in joyful ways, nourished with food, edited a bunch of podcasts, completed a bunch of life admin, journaled, danced, shared some content online, prayed, got some fresh air, and I've just finished a delicious iced coconut milk chai. And even better yet, it's all felt joyful and easy and fulfilling and aligned. No sense of obligation or any need to tick things off in some linear perfect order. I feel like today I am in harmony, honoring the list and honoring my body. And I guess today feels so significant to me for those reasons, because it's perhaps one of the first days since I was a little girl that I've honored my body as a vessel for my dreams and desires, rather than purely treating my body as an ornament. These moments of reflection feel so significant for me because I am reminded that not very long ago, I viewed my body and my life very differently. I thought my lack of focus for my dreams and desires was there because I was just broken or not trying hard enough. I didn't realize that I found it so hard to focus on these things because I was just so tired. I was hungry. I was fixated on fixing my body, consumed with my looks, seeing myself as an object. I would include my diet and exercise as preparation for gigs and on top of that spend hours practicing for the gigs themselves. And I would end up so fatigued and unable to do much more in my days and weeks. One, because I wasn't nourishing my body properly, and two, because I was giving this idea of fixing my body way too much airtime, with no time left to spend with family and friends or to rest or create or just be. So it's on these days where I get to attend to so many of the things that bring me joy, before midday even, that I realize how freeing it feels to see my body as an instrument, to utilize it as a vessel for my dreams, to throw away the idea that my body needs to look a certain way before I get to go work on my dreams and what brings me joy. I end up with so much more energy and time and space, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, to create and dance and be and sing and laugh and play and live my life. We weren't put on this earth to spend all of our time fixated on our looks and seeing our bodies as objects. I know that this is true for me now. We have so much love and so many beautiful gifts within us. Love that yearns to be shared. 
gifts that yearn to be nurtured and shared too. Pursuing beauty ideals and aiming to perfect ourselves can have such awful repercussions. If we spend our waking moments fixated on these things, we utilize that precious time that could have been spent painting and swimming in the ocean and hugging loved ones and going on hikes and napping and dancing and singing and playing. And often spending our waking moments fixated on our bodies in this way leads to sinister behaviors and patterns. The obsession can very easily lead to extremes like disordered eating and health behaviors, which can very easily develop into eating disorders. And if that is the case, it's very likely that our bodies will become undernourished. We are then literally robbing the life from ourselves. Not only are we missing out on those potentially joyful moments, but we're also sending our bodies into survival mode and making it hard for them to do the very basic things they need to do to keep us alive. In that state, we're putting our bodies under extreme stress and that's no way for them to cope or for us to live. And that's just the physical side of things. Mentally, there's anxiety and depression and other sorts of mental health struggles as our bodies fight to keep us alive and surviving. Of course, I feel so passionately about sharing these messages because I have been there for many, many, many years too. I was robbed of so many potential beautiful memories with loved ones, adventures, opportunities of all kinds, because of where that obsession took me. And it's important to say that if you find yourself here, struggling with body image issues or disordered eating or eating disorders or whatever it may be, it's not your fault. Often these things arise from a place of desiring control over our lives, often after the unfolding of traumatic events. But more than anything, we live in a culture, a society that shows us every day what the beauty ideals are. We are surrounded by diet culture. Everywhere you turn, we're sold this idea that our happiness, our health, our self-worth, our ability to be loved and respected is dependent on what we look like. We're taught to connect to ourselves as an image, not our whole selves. We're taught to be outside of ourselves and bodies because we're constantly staring down our reflection and putting all of our worth into what we see, in how we measure up to others, in how we compare to the people we find on Instagram and magazine covers. We've lost touch with our true selves. We've forgotten what it's like to be in our bodies, to honor our bodies, to nourish our whole being. As we are, as we need, we are each so unique and different and beautiful and brilliant, but we're convinced that we have to fit a mold, that there's a right way to look and eat and move and live your life, but we are so individual and each have very different needs. So it is only through cultivating a true relationship to our whole selves, tuning into our bodies, not out of them, not the ideas we're sold. It's only by tuning into our bodies that we find the answers from moment to moment, because our bodies are always changing. There's no one answer for the collective as there isn't a one answer for our bodies across our lifetime. It's about honoring them over 
chasing perfection and trusting our body cues, their natural intelligence. It's not easy to tune in when we have spent a lifetime looking for answers outside of ourselves. It's not easy to respect and honour and nourish our bodies when we're so used to treating them as objects, as something to fix and improve and change on the regular. That is why Sonia Renee Taylor coined the term radical self-love in her book, The Body Is Not An Apology. Because it is a radical act to tune in, to cultivate a greater relationship with ourselves, to respect ourselves, to honour ourselves when the world preaches something so different. It's really an act of defiance, unfortunately. In a world that tells you to look outside of yourself, in a society that sets beauty ideals that will rarely match up with the reality of what you see when you look in a mirror. Whether it be that you're a different size or shape or color or have bumps and lumps and grooves in places that you don't see on the bodies represented in the media. A number of bodies that make up such a small percentage of the world's population too. When we're taught to idolize an ideal that's unrealistic for our individual selves, to idolize and aim for and reach, of course, self-love becomes radical self-love. It is a practice. Lindsay and Lexi Kite, who founded an organization called Beauty Redefined, do incredible work in the field of body image. And they wrote an incredible book called More Than a Body that I implore you to check out or buy a copy for everyone you know and raise your children or future children with the contents from this book. They coined a term known as body resilience. This idea of it being a practice, being scared and showing up anyway when it comes to our bodies, putting on the swimsuit, feeling uncomfortable but daring to walk into the water and dive under the waves anyway. It requires resilience and practice, a resilience that strengthens with practice and time. In different situations and environments and seasons and around different people, it is a practice. And at an entirely different level, if you find yourself in the grips of disordered eating or an eating disorder, in that case, there is a lot more work involved. And it is worth it. But it is important to do the work, no matter how uncomfortable and harrowing the journey may be. Because the outcome of cultivating radical self-love and body resilience is freedom. And that's not to say there won't be bad days too. Because life is forever changing and as we find ourselves in different conditions and environments and around different people, things can become challenging even when we've been practicing these things for a very long time. We can have down days, bad body image days, low days in recovery, especially at the beginning of a recovery journey, but definitely at any stage. As you hit new challenges, sometimes without a reason, sometimes you're just not having a great day, not having a great body image day, and that's okay. That's why cultivating resilience and radical self-love is incredible. Because on those days, you know to call it one of those days. And you can try to lean into acceptance for yourself and the day and the situation and wherever you find yourself. You can resolve to just do your best, whatever that looks like for you that day. And anyway, zoomed out, those bad days are like little bumps on a map that you can't see when you're holding it from afar. 
All you can really see as a whole is freedom, opportunity, potential, possibilities, creativity, adventure, love, space to play and laugh and dance and swim and sway and hug and jump and live an extraordinary life. Extraordinary measured by your joy and your resilience. I never thought that I would be here where I am. I never thought that I would feel this amount of immense joy ever again in my lifetime. I thought it was over for me. I thought I would struggle forever. Honestly, that I would just never go to the beach again, that I would never share food with my friends, that I would never travel again, that I would be afraid to have my own children out of fear of my body growing and changing, that I wouldn't even be able to have my own children, full stop, because of how my health was being affected at the time, that I would be on a diet for the rest of my life, that I would keep running even when my bones were giving away and breaking, that I would never eat birthday cake again, that I would be too afraid to pursue a career in performing, that I would be pinching my thighs and crying at my reflection even at the age of 85. More than anything though, I was so afraid that I would get to the final days of my life and be filled with immense regret, that I treated my body so poorly, with no respect or love, that I had been so unkind to myself and missed out on so much, knowing it was never my fault in a world that taught me to be this way from such a young age as I devoured the pages of OK Magazine and their spreads about the best and worst looking celebrities and their weight loss plans and achievements. But yet no matter whose fault it was, I was the one suffering. And it was so hard to put up my hand and admit that I needed help. But, oh my God, I am so glad I did. I don't know exactly what it was specifically that drove me there. There were a few catalysts, but truthfully, recovery has changed my life. I have my life back. I am living for the first time in a really long time, in my body, nourishing my being, seeing a world of possibility and potential and hope and wonder and opportunity and adventure, not being afraid to try, to fall, to leap, to risk it all. Because what do I have to lose when it feels like I already lost it all? Without even knowing I had nothing at the time. Without even knowing I wasn't living. I only know that now, now that I am living. Now that I feel freedom. And the best is yet to come. I know that because only two months into recovery, I thought I'd made it. And I told my dietitian, and she said, you don't even know how much better it gets. You feel better now, but you just wait. It keeps getting better. It only gets better. With a lot of highs and lows and ups and downs and the lowest of lows and highest of highs in between. I digress a little, but the moral of this story is that life is incredible when we make friends with our bodies. When we are an ally for our bodies. When we nourish them, respect them, love them. We don't even have to like the way they look. In fact, body neutrality is sometimes more helpful. To quote Lindsay and Lexi Kite from Beauty Redefined, the authors of More Than a Body, positive body image isn't believing your body looks good. 
It's about knowing your body is good, regardless of how it looks. Learning to see our bodies as bodies, our bodies as vessels, as instruments, as the incredible vessels that allow us to dance and hug loved ones and swim in the ocean and jump out of planes if that's your thing and sing and write and twirl and paint and play sports and run and jump on trampolines and nap and read books and bake cookies and hold babies and laugh until your cheeks hurt and play Mario Kart and travel the world and follow your heart and chase your dreams. They are so much more than ornaments, no matter our ability. They deserve way more credit than that for what they allow us to do. Even the simple things, no matter your ability, they give us the chance to live and experience life, to experience love. Dear body, thank you. I am so, so, so sorry for those 11 years or so where I forgot how good you are to me and how much I need you and all that you allow me to do and be and create and share in the world. I love you. Please, please forgive me. I won't abandon you the way I used to again. I promise to nourish you, honor you, respect you, love you, until death do us part. Thank you, beautiful body. I am so grateful for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love, Jess. For more Divine Musings, you can head over to Instagram or Facebook using the handle Divine by J.I. There you will find all sorts of divine reflections and inspiration, and you'll be reminded of the release of new podcast episodes, available weekly on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I do hope you have a beautiful week ahead, you beautiful, beautiful human being. See you next time. Thank you.